Hello, my name is Leszek Jaszczewski. Welcome to the Liberal Europe podcast, a European Liberal Forum project. I hope you'll enjoy our program. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Liberal Europe podcast. My name is Leszek Jaszczewski. This is the first recording made by me, and uh, this is the February 25th. It's noon uh, here in Poland, and I'm talking today in this very precarious time with uh, Olga Konsevich, who is an editor, researcher, and media expert, and editor-in-chief of 24-channel medium, normally based in Kiev, now in Lithuania. Welcome, Olga. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. So, as we speak, the Russian military is approaching Kiev is already for a couple of hours bombarding Kiev and it's the second day of war and you are in Lithuania now but I know that you're following very closely what's happening in your in your hometown can you tell us what what is the situation right now what perhaps the western media outlets are missing and do you are you is it possible to be in touch with people there or is the communication already cut off Tell us what what you know. Yeah, you know that I'm trying to communicate with people. It's okay because uh, we have uh, these uh, special mobile networks and internet access. It's okay, and that's why it's quite easy to communicate with people. But for example, some of my journalists they uh, spend all the night. Uh, in shelters, uh, in the metro station and so on. And that's why now they're exhausted and uh, sometimes people can't work or write some pieces for media because of uh, this emotional um, pressing. But uh, if we talk about some situation in Kyiv and near uh, capital of Ukraine, so I have like special chat with authorities, with office of president, and they uh, uh, always uh, send us some messages about the situation all about in Ukraine and also in Kyiv. Uh, uh, there are some fighting in Kyiv now in different districts of Kyiv uh, uh, on different banks of the Dnieper River. And we talk, uh, if we talk about uh, the mood of the people, the situation and the atmosphere, um, I guess that uh, the people are very brave now because we even um, got some reports that they kept uh, some uh, group of Russians uh, on the streets and uh, even uh, send them uh, to the Ukrainian army. So the mood is uh, very high and people try to fight even if uh, they heard some shooting or even when they need to hide in shelters. But it's, this is very painful because uh, Putin said that uh, he defending uh, some Russian people in eastern part of Ukraine, but what about Kyiv? Why he sent uh, troops in Kyiv, in Kharkiv, in Chernigiv, near the border with Belarus and so on? We are free, we had our own uh, president, uh, our own government. Uh, uh, we, we've chosen this government on a free election. We had a free election system comparing to Russia, where we have only one party. So I don't understand. It's like a, a very big shock for me. And I guess all the all Ukrainian people, even who was uh, very supportive to Russians, who's, 
who spoke uh, Russian now they will be like uh, very very brave and they will be like uh, very very uh, patriotic because now they understood uh, what is uh, who, who is Putin and uh, what he is trying to do. I, I so uh, I absolutely agree with you, and I, I saw calls to to arms by Ministry of Defense in Ukraine. They they send the instruction how to make a Molotov cocktail. I saw the Klitschko brothers uh, taking up arms, and so uh, well, Vitaly is still the mayor of Kiev. It seems yeah. that situation must be really uh, grim on the ground if the mayor is taking up arms. It's really like the citizens are now expected to defend their own city. Do you think that actually people of, of Kiev are prepared to do this? Do you think that this is rational to expect normal Ukrainians without you know, military backgrounds to actually defend themselves against against the, the, the Russian army? What, what do you think of this? Is it real that, that normal people are expected to, to bear arms and, and fight? Yeah, you know, uh, we are prepared because uh, like before this attack, uh, uh, we even had this information. We made some reports from military stores, then all the weapons uh, were sold and uh, people prepared. Also, if we talk about like normal people uh, as my colleagues, as journalists, for example, we took these special first aid uh, courses and so on. So we knew that we need to be prepared even if nothing will happen. So anyway, I guess that there is no chance for Putin like to stay in Kiev for Putin troops. They could like maybe make some mess, some chaos, but uh, I guess that Kiev will be free. And anyway, as Klitschko said, as some authorities said us, even if it will be like the worst scenario, there will be like special corridor that will provide uh, um, our army to all the civilians and all the civilians will leave the city with uh, very in very like peaceful matters. So I guess that anyway, it will be um, everything will be okay. So you're saying that there is like the plan to evacuate the whole city, not just the authorities, not just the president and Verkhovna Rada, but like the, the, the three million of people who, who live over there. Is this right? Uh, That's, that it is possible yeah. to evacuate the whole city? Uh, I guess that it's like, I understand that it's very difficult uh, because of some organizational measures, but as uh, we heard from Klitschko, from our mayor, from authorities, uh, from uh, some uh, people in the government, they said that uh, if uh, like troops will come and there will be no way uh, out from the city, they will evacuate uh, all the civilians. So I guess that uh, I also was surprised because before this war uh, was begun, I also was very like critical to Zelensky. I guess that, oh, this like... Uh, uh, some comedian, how could he like rules all the country in such uh, strange and uh, very harmful situation. But now when I receive all these reports, when I know that he is uh, in Kiev, all his staff in Kiev, even some go uh, government channels, uh, some news channels from Verkhovna Rada, they are online 24 hours. They, uh, they are like... Uh, also hiding when we, we receive some emergency call and then they uh, again uh, um, 
began to report about the events. So I was surprised and now I believe that they will organize this evacuation if something will happen. And and do you think that you, you are watching also the this communication from from authorities? Do you think that it is the time they have to plan a relocation of the governments to avoid the scenario that Russia is decapitating the the legal authorities and installing the puppets in, in Kiev? Or do you think that actually defending Kiev is crucial because otherwise if Russia takes uh, over the capital, uh, it might mean that they will try to pretend that there is a legal government now in Ukraine and uh, and even the legal governments in different cities would well would be would be in trouble. What 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 do you think is is, is the strategy here? Is it like possible to leave Kiev and and uh, relocate governments elsewhere and still continue to fight? We think that this is likely and maybe it should be happening pretty soon to to to, to move from from Kiev. I guess I also like uh, yesterday asked the uh, office of president about this scenario because we had this fake news that Zelensky already uh, went to leave and so on. But as I think, and I also like heard this information from authorities that this would be like a total capitulation and this would be like a very big uh, problem for the army and for the people if they uh, will know that uh, their president like hiding somewhere even if it's Lviv so now it's crucial like to defend Kyiv because it's uh, like heart of the Ukraine it's a uh, heart of the sovereignty of Ukraine and I guess that Zelensky and all the stuff will be here in Kyiv to the end of the battles. So I guess that uh, it is important like to stay here and all the authorities understand this. So mm, I see. And, and and do you have the, the news from, from your friends or from your staff? You said that, that some of your staff are have to be hiding uh, because of the of, um, of the air raids. Is it uh, how people are coping? Do they plan to stay indoors and uh, like like authorities told them to or they think of living or what are the expectations and and what is their situation i understand that perhaps people were already i know getting some some food before and 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 getting some precautions against the possibility of war i don't know to what extent you expected such a scenario so can you tell us what is as far as you know what is the situation of the normal Ukrainians in, in Kiev at the moment? The situation is like depends on the family and some conditions uh, of the people. For example, if it's like some young people who who were prepared, who packed uh, their backpacks maybe uh, two weeks ago when like first news uh, appeared about some possible escalation. So mostly they uh, try and uh, to stay at home if there there are no like important infrastructure buildings nearby because it's um, like more safe to stay at home if you are um, uh, like know that uh, you will find some shelter nearby and uh, if you will hear some noises or something else you will hide but also there are some people who understands that uh, they uh, live near some airports or near some crucial infrastructure and basically 
from the and from the evening of yesterday, uh, they are hiding in metro stations because uh, they are, they think that it is more safe to stay there. We are trying to connect with uh, which is each other uh, every hour in Telegram, Facebook, and uh, Signal chat because we also downloaded some special apps uh, in the case of emergency. If I don't know if Russia occupied Telegram or if someone will block Facebook for us. Uh, and also we downloaded some special applications uh, if uh, all the mobile network uh, will be down. So I guess that uh, if we talk about some com communication issues, we are prepared, but uh, no one knows what would be next. And also I have some colleagues who lived uh, Kiev area and uh, went to their um, grandmothers, grandfathers, just to be somewhere in the villages, just to be somewhere when where uh, you are hiding in some small building, because like the hardest part, it's um, to be in some some big house uh, with many levels where you like uh, very in danger. So the situations are difficult uh, and different, and de it depends on the family and some conditions of the uh, human. I was I was watching some uh, some Ukrainian news, and I, I realized how calm in the situation the people were. Some of them were basically expecting strikes to happen any any time, but still somehow it almost seems like Ukrainians are taking this incredible tragedy in a very balanced, brave manner. And I suppose maybe it has to do with the fact that you are already in war for since uh, invasion in 2014 and, and people were killed basically every month uh, in Donetsk and Luhansk. And, but do you, do, do you also know what's, what's happening on the territories that Russia attacked from the south and from the east? Are there any news from, from people over there? And because it's hard to figure out what's, what's really happening on the, on the areas that Russia invaded. It seems that especially in the south, they made quite, uh, the, they already are close to Kherson, which is pretty, pretty far. On the other areas, they seem to be contained. Do we know, do you know, do media know uh, how what's happening in these territories that, that Russia invaded, especially what's happening with the, with the civilians. Yeah, you know, uh, the hardest part is to find some information on Donetsk and Lugansk region because uh, uh, we talk about some territory that occupied uh, uh, by separatists, but uh, we also uh, got some information about uh, cities nearby, nearby, for example, about Mariupol, Donetsk Oblast, and also about some um, uh, cities on the south, uh, like Melitopol, Kherson, and so on. And as I see, as I understand, now it's like uh, the most problematic situation is uh, there, because uh, we need to stop uh, Russian troops uh, like on this border uh, with occupied territory, don't uh, let them uh, like go deeper to the center of Ukraine. And now the main front line is like uh, to fight on some places where they try to provide uh, their new activity. For example, now uh, a few minutes ago, I received some reports from Kharkiv. It's Western Ukraine, this region yes. like uh, on the border uh, with uh, um, occupied territory. And uh, we saw uh, two rockets that 
uh, one of these rockets uh, wasn't blown. Mm. Special uh, services uh, now trying uh, to check it, but it was very horrible because it was like the simple civilian district. It, this is no, there are no like special army infrastructure there to because. Uh, as I will, I will repeat, as Putin said, that uh, he, he is fighting with some Ukrainian troops and some Ukrainian um, army. But uh, when uh, he sent this rocket to some uh, district with civilians, uh, how could it be? It's like, it's it's very hard. I guess it's like, it's a war crime to, to do like that. So now I guess that the main problem is to defend uh, some uh, cities near this occupied territory and also on the south because uh, maybe you heard yesterday we lost uh, Zmini island. This is a small yeah. island in, in the Black Sea and um, it's very hard to control territory there because uh, we know about uh, uh, Russian forces in Black Sea. We guess that maybe some other countries like Turkey or Bulgaria or other or others will help us, but as I understand, EU is very passive in this way because they don't want to have some troubles. Uh, mostly countries uh, like defended by NATO, and now they are just observing this war. As as work with some of my colleagues, this that this is like the first even war that we like streaming online we see this war like in uh, online regime and, and it's like it's like new reality because everyone like knew what, what would be what would happen like we read in some guardian new york times reports and so on but um, no one like explained us that and no one uh, helped us in strong matter we only uh, heard some loud uh, words uh, blah 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 that uh, you know you are not in nato and look maybe we will uh, send you some weapon and you will like defend you by yourself but uh, you know it's like too even i could tell foolish to think that Putin will will not come to another uh, country, that he wouldn't uh, attack uh, Baltic or Poland or, or other places. I guess that it's like uh, not only problem of Ukraine, it's also problem of all Europe and uh, maybe it's also the problem of all the the world's problem because uh, this man uh, will not stop in Ukraine and uh, I'm very um, grateful that we could talk with some international media with some colleagues like you because I guess that now there are many disinformation uh, in media sphere as we know that Russians they uh, uh, forbidden uh, their media outlets uh, to provide some information except their Kremlin sources. And now we even in our editorial board thinking about translating some Facebook posts uh, in Russian just to uh, explain them to situation if they are following some social media. So now it's like not only like the war uh, in some like classical uh, uh, understanding, but also like uh, this digital world, because 
people sometimes even don't know what is happening and they uh, thought thinking that maybe like Russian troops only uh, in Donbass region and everything is okay but uh, that is not everything is not okay and maybe we need like uh, to be loud about all these crimes. Absolutely right and uh, I think it's great that uh, both your president and, uh, as you say, also you are trying or thinking of, of Russians, if it's possible, if it's not blocked, that you can get through. Uh, I mean, it was incredible. There were many ties on the personal level, regardless of the of the of cooperation between the countries. But people were born either in Ukraine and living in Russia or other way around. And especially news in Russia and from Ukraine are accessible to. It's, it's hard to believe they are not following. It's not the faraway country. It's not Syria for them or it's 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 just next door and perhaps the you know the, the closest country that there is uh with maybe exceptional billers i don't know it just uh so uh, yeah i i think it's also also thinking of of trying to do this uh but can you tell me it's um it's it's it's, it's, it's hard but many people are saying that the chance for ukraine is turning into more uh unconventional war so partisan and fighting in the city it's a very costly way to, to to fight the conflict do you think that ukrainians are determined to to fight in this way or perhaps for the sake of saving the cities saving the citizens that people would support taking Russia if, if it's mean installing some puppet governments like yanukovych and this kind of people or do you think that would be fighting for months if if it's necessary it's i mean it's it's really awful question to ask, but mm-hmm. most people see Ukraine don't have a chance in a conventional conflict. Conventional, perhaps there is a chance, but I mean, you don't want to live in another Iraq and lose 100,000 people. You know, it's, it's it's just pure craziness. I don't know. What, what's your take on this? Uh, what, what do you think? I will be honest because I heard like uh, different thoughts uh, on these topics. For example, I asked uh, some of my colleagues in Dnipro, it's like also Western city of Ukraine. And some of them says that, oh, uh, let's Russian in because I'm exhausted of this war and maybe uh, everything will be okay. You will be like in Kyiv and in like uh, Western uh, Ukraine part, you will be okay. But uh, we like Eastern Ukraine will be uh, on uh, with Russia and maybe it will bring some peace. But I guess it's only maybe 10, 15 persons of all the citizens because we are in war this all this eight year and uh, we are really angry now. And I guess that this scenario of partisan war or maybe of some uh, special uh, like army that uh, will consist from uh, civilians are is uh, more natural for Ukrainians because uh, we are really uh, suffered a lot from Russia and we know how it feels when someone like uh, trying uh, to tear your country apart. So I guess that uh, there could be two scenarios like the first one like a quick war when uh, we will defend our state and uh, Russia uh, after a few days of attack, uh, will try to uh, provide some negotiations about this uh, territory of uh, Donbass and Lugansk region, and then uh, we will try like to uh, bring them like special status. Uh, but uh, the situation in Kiev and other places will be okay. 
But anyway, uh, for example, in this scenario, uh, we will lost this territory of Donetsk and Lugansk region. And uh, the second scenario, it's like uh, a long war and uh, maybe uh, Ukraine will be like the next Afghanistan where we have like uh, many different um, types of troops. Uh, someone will organize this partisan activity. Someone will bring uh, will organize some political parties just to destabilize the situation and it will be like total mess. So for me, like uh, the like hardest scenario is the second one when we will be like uh, the hot spot for all the Europe uh, near the border of EU and we will find in for months uh, for the stability. And that's why I really hope that uh, uh, there will be some negotiations and maybe the politicians will try to talk to each other because anyway, now we're destroying Ukraine, uh, we are like bombing some uh, bridges, uh, some infrastructure. Anyway, even now it's uh, already very big loose for Ukrainian economy, for Ukrainian people. And if it will last like for two, three months, it would be like a tragedy for us. But uh, we'll see. Um, I guess that maybe like the um, Putin will stop because uh, also uh, we see these strong sanctions. We see th uh, this uh, economic approach. We see that it's also influenced, influenced Russia, uh, Russia currency and so on so maybe he will stop because of these obstacles but um, it's like now it's very hard to like look to uh, further and find some like uh, and try to predict some scenarios because it's like it's impossible in this situation even to do like this yeah, that's, I mean, I'm asking this question, but this is a really surreal feeling to to you know to talk to you like this about about your country, about your city. I think you're you are coping in these conditions extremely well, and you're still, I understand, trying to report and and be active as a, as a journalist. And I have a last question that there is, I think, now very little expectations of meaningful action from the. European countries or the or the US. I mean, the, I mean, because the military direct interventions is impossible, is off the of the table. There is anything that these Western countries can do uh, except offering another big words which are meaningless or simply accept refugees which would be coming to uh, living Ukraine. Do you think that there there's anything that could be done that could possibly persuade Putin and, and sit and negotiate or or do you think there's not much to be done at this at this moment? I will tell you about like some actions on different levels. If we talk about some governmental level, I guess that Europe needs to be united as we heard yesterday when Hungary, Italy or, Gen or Germany uh, doesn't want to down swift for Russia, it's not okay because uh, uh, all the countries need to understand that uh, they uh, now not only protecting Ukraine, they also pro protecting their countries. And if we talk about some uh, actions on the level of UN and other organizations, I guess after all these uh, photos from peaceful Ukrainian cities, they need to proclaim Putin as a 
as a president who uh, made a war crime because uh, it's like it's uh, it's I guess that there should be like a special hearing uh, like it was in Gaga or in uh, Nürn- Nuremberg because it was uh, really attack for uh, to the, for the to the peaceful people and it was uh, really the biggest crime in the beginning of 21th century more than 70 years we was okay we tried to keep this balance between some um, us and pro european style of ruling the countries and uh, this uh, soviet style of uh, asian i could also call it style of uh, ruling but now it's like uh, all is like all is collapsed because uh, now it's like uh, world is changing and this uh, uh, like uh, world's order now is broken uh, had broke so now we need like some special actions like uh, also against putin not only against some russians uh, or if you talk about uh, some visas or some economical effects, we also need to uh, make this present to Putin. And if you talk about some personal level, about like simple citizens from every country, from Poland, Hungary, Romania, all our neighbors, I guess the very hem- uh, helpful would be like just to provide the information about Ukraine uh, in uh, your communities, uh, uh, whatever you work, whatever you live, just to read some uh, verified sources, for example, some sources of Ukrainian authorities. Now they also translate their messages in English just to uh, keep uh, all the people informed about the situation just to translate these messages to explain the situation in Ukraine to talk to other people to your friends to your family to explain that uh, we are not like uh, we, we didn't want this war we are not like uh, an aggressor we uh, we didn't provide any genocide in Donbass region you know, this is our country our land we lived here we have like our history here we're not like some um, some uh, un- some informal structure we're like real country with its own history with its own past so maybe uh, when we talk about citizens about uh, our neighbors it also would be very useful and maybe more useful than any sanctions Thank you. Uh, I agree. It's it is Ukraine is really fighting for the free world uh, at this moment, and we just citizens have this the interest in its ends and spreading happening in Ukraine about you. And we can only ha- hope that Ukraine herself and Putin would have to ask of your defenders all that of some sanction. Thank you, uh, Olga. Thank you very much. And Ukraine. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share and give us a 5-star review. You will hear from me soon. Until then, please listen to Liberal Europe podcast next week with Ricardo Silvestro. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. And if you like what we are doing and want to help spreading the liberal values, please give us a 5-star review and share with your friends.